Grand Canyon University's RN to BSN online degree program makes earning your bachelor's in nursing possible. Balance online coursework with local in-person clinicals to position yourself for potential leadership opportunities in the time you have from wherever you are, leaving room for what matters. Achieve your goals with your personalized plan and team behind you. Find your purpose at Grand Canyon University. Visit gcu.edu. Recorded live. Count Thursday here on NGSCSports.com, where we never stop. It is this channel two. This is Thursday night, and it is three count Thursday. Two hours of pro wrestling radio live right here on NGSCSports.com. Thank you for tuning in. If you're listening live and you want to call in and talk to Ryan and myself, you can feel free to do that. Seven two four 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 seven four four four. You got to hit the call ID one three six. 117 and then the pound sign uh just keep trying uh if if you don't get through right away just keep trying uh I'm told Ryan had a little had a little bit of problem uh getting on the call here but uh keep trying you will get through again 724-444-7444 the call ID 136-117 and then the pound sign and then I'll get you in uh to talk to Ryan and myself uh, just let you know about NGSC Sports. Check it out, ngscsports.com. Uh, plenty of uh, plenty of information on there. Two different audio channels full of great radio shows. Uh, you can listen to them live or you can listen to them on demand at any time. You can also podcast them uh, via Spreaker by searching NGSC, iHeartRadio by searching NGSC, or uh, on iTunes by searching NGSC Sports Radio and NGSC Sports Radio the no- and the number two. Uh, we are at we are Three Count Thursday Pro Wrestling Radio. You can find us on Twitter at Three Count Thursday, Facebook.com slash Three Count Thursday, and on Instagram at Three Count Thursday. Whenever we talk about our social media sites, it is always the number three and then Count Thursday. So uh, I am Jim Neese. Uh, you can find me on find me on Twitter 
at Big Gym Sports and Facebook.com slash Big Gym Sports. Uh, we're going to bring in our co-host, Ryan. Ro- Ryan, welcome to you. Good evening. What's up, Big Jim? How are you, fella? Good, buddy. Good. Um, yeah, sorry you had a little trouble there. I think the site, uh, they, they've been working on the site, I think, to make it uh, a little better, a little easier. I had some trouble last week um, with uh, with my Tuesday night show. Obviously, we didn't uh, didn't get a chance to do the, the Thursday night show last week, um, but uh, glad to see you got in. Oh, thank you, Big Jim. Uh, yeah, very excited. Had a fantastic week of uh, of wrestling. There's, there's a ton of stuff for us to talk about uh, here with, with NXTs and, and the WWE, and we finally got to sit down uh, and, and watch the New Japan show. I mean, there's tons of stuff for us to talk about this week. So much stuff. Did you? Did you? I mean, we'll talk about it later uh, if you saw it. But did you have a chance to watch the uh, the NXT for this week yet? No, I have not. Um, okay. I'm still stuck on on NXTs tonight. Usually okay. after three count Thursday, where we're done with their show, I hop on and I would watch the NXT show, um, and then and then SmackDown's always Friday night. I have to move myself back a day and remember <laughs> I can watch NXT before. Um, before we do our show, or even uh, you know, or even you know, last night on on a Wednesday night, because I am just not up to speed with the changes that the WWE has made. Yeah, I actually I actually sat down and uh, and watched it, so I won't uh, spoil anything for you. Uh, but uh, obviously, some great stuff uh, with NXT the last couple weeks. Um, before we get into Raw, Ryan, have you seen this new show? that is on um, WGN. It's called Wrestling with Death. Have you seen this? Uh, I've seen previews for this, uh, Big Jim. Honestly, it, it interests me nil. I, I don't know why. It, it looks like it's going to be way too forced, way too over the top for me. Um, I don't know. And I understand it's, 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 it's probably a bit staged, um, it's probably as real as I don't know, Amish Mafia is real, in my opinion. So I, I haven't given it the time of day, no. I've actually watched it because it, it actually really, uh, the concept really intrigued me. If you haven't uh, heard about it, it's a reality show where it is a family that runs a funeral home during the day, and then once a week they have a uh, an independent uh, wrestling company i think they're out and uh, they're somewhere down south i forget exactly where they're from um but what kind of freaked me out in the first episode i watched i dvr'd it um I, I didn't see the little warning tag at the beginning because there's actually they actually use um a video of them like preparing the bodies and stuff obviously they have to get like family approval because it's the actual dead bodies like they show like part of the the um like the funeral process like in each episode and then they then they show them like doing wrestling shows too it, it it's kind of interesting um maybe one maybe um one of these weeks I'll, I'll keep an episode have you come up and watch it um with me but it, it, it's it is i mean it's, it's reality tv you have to take it at that but uh but it is kind of interesting of course it it, it found the niche in me because of being pro wrestling but it's it, it's definitely it's definitely something different, but I didn't I didn't get that little warning tag. It must have cut off uh, when I when I, the first episode recorded. No, yeah, I mean I 
I, I, I know other than what you told me and the, the general premise of the show, wrestling family uh, during the day, they're, they're I don't know, uh, the funeral directors or something like that. At night, they wrestle. The family that wrestles together stays together or something like that. James, that is all that I've seen about this show. Um, and, and you know, maybe it's going to be something good. I'll, I'll catch a beer uh, and then maybe have some wings or something like that, and then I'll catch an episode of it uh, one night. But uh, honestly, my interest level is pretty low on this. All right, well, I'll get you to watch at least an episode. I'll, I'll do that. But let's uh, let's jump into Raw. Plenty to get to tonight. Again, if you if you want to call and talk about anything with Ryan and myself, we're going to have our uh, stack guy, Matt, join us when we get to our Royal Rumble preview and predictions. Um, but if you want to call in, the number again, 724-444-7444. The call ID, 136117. You can also tweet uh, at the show uh, at 3 Count Thursday. Again, the number 3 Count Thursday. I have that account open, and uh, we can we can get the tweets. Excuse me, read uh, on air. Um, so Ryan, let's jump into it. Of course, they were airing this uh, or billing this Raw as as Raw reunion. I'm not going to cover every little bit because we do have plenty to get to. But uh, as the Raw reunion, I guess that they are scrapping. Um, Old School Raw, at least the best that I can tell, because Old School Raw was always right before the Royal Rumble. Because I know last year when uh, Jake the Snake appeared, uh, we, we all figured, well, he'll probably be in the Royal Rumble. And I know in years past, it's been in January. Um, so, the, so they were talking about the Raw reunion. They advertised Shawn Michaels, Hulk Hogan, uh, Kevin Nash, um, Ric Flair, Scott Hall. I don't think I missed any that they were billing initially. Um, and then they, they got to plenty more, but, but we'll kind of, kind of start at the top here. Um, Heyman and Lesnar come out right, right to start the show. Um, Heyman starts to introduce himself. Lesnar grabs the mic, says that, uh, that he's here to, uh, it's business time, baby. I, I thought it was funny the way he said, baby really, um, it sounded like a bad dusty Rhodes impersonation, didn't it? You're actually right, and and that's kind of the problem with giving Brock Lesnar a microphone. <laughs> yeah, it it really is. He's not he's not exactly the best talker. Um, I mean, if Brock why, never says a word, I'm fine with that. Yeah, I mean, except for the "Let's do this," which uh, which I know I've used in the past here with this show, uh, which is pretty classic audio bite from from Brock Lesnar. But, uh, yeah, that's why his partnership with Paul Heyman has worked really well. Um, I mean, I thought it was at least something a little bit different. Um, but uh, he uh, he says he's going to give uh, Rollins 10 seconds to get his Weasley ass out there. Um, Triple H music uh, hits comes out. Um, they, you know, they, they go back to what happened last week with the contract signing and uh, the, the curb stomp on Lesnar, the curb stomp on Cena. Um not going to go step by step through this entire um, promo, but then John Cena comes out, kind of gets he gets stopped on the aisle, um, and, and and is apologizing for what happened last week and with the authority coming back. Rollins uh, comes on the screen, and, and and they're all focusing on the fact that Cena failed, um, and and that's why you know guys got fired and the authority is back and all of this. Uh, I thought it was a pretty strong. Uh, opening segment. I know it carried on a little bit uh, lengthy, 
But I, I was never bored in this. And, and for me, you know, we've, we've, so many times we've talked about the opening segment grabbing people. If I'm not bored in it and I wasn't through this, I had no issue with it. Oh, James, I remember distinctly uh, tweeting this to you. We were both uh, actively tweeting uh, on, on this Raw. Um, this, this lasted, what, 25, 26 minutes. I think the first match finally took place, you know, at, at the halfway through the hour, um, you know, which is hard. And, and I'm going to be drawing comparisons. You know, we we just watched the New Japan Pro uh, pay-per-view just this what, weekend, two weekends ago. I don't even remember now. Mm-hmm. But, yeah. I mean, that was a solid four-hour pay-per-view. And and from that, Jim, we're, we're, we if you haven't seen it, we're not kidding it's a, a good three hours of wrestling. And when oh, there's easily. not wrestling, it's the wrestlers walking to the ring and walking from the ring. And then I think there was maybe two promo spots through the whole pay-per-view. So it was match after match after match after match to turn into their go-home Raw. And I understand we've got to finish the storylines here heading into the Royal Rumble. But I think 25 minutes was a bit long. Um, was it a good opening segment? It was. Um, I haven't seen the numbers. I'd love to see what the numbers say. And I know they're not broken down like quarterly, but if I, I'd love to see quarterly hour numbers to see how many people started on Raw, flipped the channel, and then came back to Raw. Uh, I, I, I stayed through it through the whole thing, but in my opinion, it was just a bit too long. All right, I mean, fair enough. Uh, yeah, I mean, your first match did start right around the uh, right around the eight uh, thirty mark. So, you know, you, when you when you go to commercial, come back, you're looking about a twenty five minute opener. But again, I think there was enough going on that uh, that I mean, like I said, I didn't get bored with it. But but the first match, uh, Bray Wyatt, Daniel Bryan, a really good match, physical match. Um, I think you know all of our fears about Daniel Bryan. Um, some rumors about uh, this past weekend, people uh, saying that he uh, may have re-injured himself or he wasn't at 100%. I didn't see any of that. I didn't see any of it last week on, on Thursday Night SmackDown, um, and I didn't see any of that uh, this week. And, and this week was a very physical match. Reminded us why the, the Daniel Bryan, short-lived Daniel Bryan-Bray Wyatt feud uh, was such a good one uh, last year. Um, a really good match. Bray Wyatt got the win, um, but you know, really no uh, no problems here. Uh, surprisingly, Ryan uh, Matt just tweeted us. Uh, our stack guy Matt just tweeted us the the Raw hourly breakdown. Hour one four point two nine million. Hour two four point one four million. Hour three three point eight seven million. So, you know, I much expected that third hour you're going to lose people because kids go to bed, things like that. Um, but they started strong. And, um, you know, again, it would be nice, you know, but they don't make that uh, that information public uh, to know the, the quarterly breakdown. But uh, when you look at that first match, you know, I was really, really happy to see Daniel Bryan, you know, not only wrestle a match, but get really physical, do some high-flying stuff. Um, made me feel a lot more comfortable about it. Yeah, and, 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 you know, I don't want to put too much on that opening promo 
But we've now discussed the first hour of Raw uh, with, with the opening segment and the Daniel Bryan match um, was pretty much it. I think the hour rolled over there. Um, you know, and the number the numbers are strong, you know, uh, you know, the 4.3 and the hold above a 4 through the second hour, I feel are pretty strong numbers going into the Rumble. Um, you're right. This is a, a match that I think a lot of people were looking forward to. Um, a match that didn't obviously have very much build to it. Um, so to that, I mean, better than Daniel Bryan versus Kane again. Um, so a match that, that, you know, like I said, I would pay on a pay-per-view to watch, in my opinion, with, with the proper buildup, uh, you know, could be a pay-per-view style match. Uh, you know, but you were right, uh, Jimmy, I think you narrowed it down really well. Um, to see him, you know, get a little bit physical, do a few high-flying things. And, and James, it's amazing to see how over Daniel Bryan is instantly. He hasn't lost a beat to go from injury, you know, with, with the way his championship ended and all that crap, to the way he is now and just the yes chance, like, like it's never happened. Um, you know, and even, uh, you know, Bray Wyatt, I think, got booed a few times pretty heavily uh, through this, uh, uh, through the match. So, yeah, uh, solid match. I like the fact that Bray Wyatt won. I don't think you have to bring Daniel Bryan back and win, 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 win going into the Royal Rumble. Um, and we're going to definitely talk about the Rumble later on. But I like the fact that that the Bray, or I'm sorry, that uh, that Daniel Bryan lost the go home match before the WrestleMania. Uh, excuse me, just enough, and then and then the, the Kane issue and everything like that. Um, you know, going into the Royal Rumble, so uh, we'll see where everything takes us. Yeah, I mean, it is it's incredible to see Daniel Bryan. I mean, I mean, you can you can easily say, I would think that that his the crowd reaction to Daniel Bryan is the highest and loudest face pop of the entire night. And he and he hadn't wrestled on Raw in you know, what is it, eight, nine months? I mean it's it's it it, it it's truly incredible. And, he hasn't and, hasn't know, missed a beat. Has not missed a beat. It it's and you know, yeah, like we are gonna talk about Rumble, you know, coming up in a little bit, but to me, that that's a positive thing going into Rumble. You know, can the WWE ignore us for two years in a row? We'll talk about that in just a little bit. Um, let me let me this, touch on here real quick. And and you were talking about this to me, James. You picked up one of the Daniel Bryan Yes T-shirts in the WWE shop for all of like <laughs> yeah. four dollars on clearance. And this is how much or how little the WWE has done anything for Daniel Bryan and any sort of character growth, the same exact shirt still listed under the clearance sale option now has all the sizes back, so they started running them again, back up to $24.99. So they didn't change a thing about him. You lucked out and got the shirt that they're bringing back for all $4 that they're selling now again for $24.99 on the WWE shop. Yeah, I noticed that's actually they've actually done that with a couple of his things. The the gray, the yes shirt with his face on it. 
uh, the red uh, w- with the single yes on the front, and I think even one of the hooded sweatshirts. They're all, you know, they're all back to having all the sizes all back up to normal price. Yeah, I picked up that gray T-shirt for like four dollars um, on, on Claire. It's actually this week when they had the sale um, uh, during the pre-show. I actually picked up I picked up the Finn Balor shirt, uh, some more of Jr.'s main event mustard, but I also got they have. Um, some um, slippers, like moccasin-style slippers. I got the Daniel Bryan ones. I tweeted out a picture of them earlier uh, for like eight. I think it worked out to like seven, eight bucks because they're ten ninety nine, and it was like forty percent off or something, and free shipping. I got them for like eight bucks. They fit awesome. I'm actually going to go on uh, the you know the next time they have a good sale, which will likely be this weekend, um, and pick up the uh, the Brock Lesnar ones. And the 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 Wyatt family ones, it, because it's hard enough for me. I have huge wide feet, and um, I, I can never find slippers, and these fit great. And they're only like eight bucks. It's it's, it's perfect perfect scenario for me. But yeah, I'm getting all you know. I, I know you and I talked about when we were still on uh, the the Sports Chronicles Network about how much of a bummer it was. I mean, obviously, we felt really bad for Daniel Bryan, but that we had all of this you know Daniel Bryan T-shirts and stuff that. We all got right around WrestleMania, and then all of a sudden he's gone, and you kind of feel like he's not that you couldn't wear it, but you just felt bad because it just deflated you there. And now all of a sudden, here we are, Royal Rumble time, and we're uh, we're right back in it, dude. We are, and, and I mean, it's it's in my opinion an absolute mirror image of last year, like where we're at. You know, we're kind of understand what's going to happen. Um, and I don't know, are you going re- after Raw? I don't know if we were going to talk about this or not, but they ran the 2014 Royal Rumble. Yeah, and I, I know I can that. watch it. I can watch it anytime on the network. For some reason, I was just in a wrestling mood after Raw that I flipped over to the network and I watched the entire 2014 Royal Rumble. And how hot that crowd was that we were it was at the Console Energy Center. Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania last year for the 30th entrant to be Rey Mysterio. And the heat Rey Mysterio got just because he was not Daniel Bryan. You know, I mean, the the, the 29th wrestler got in the ring and the crowd's chanting yes for the 30th wrestler to be Daniel Bryan. And it was Rey Mysterio. And just the amount of heat that the Batista took from winning that Royal Rumble. It was unbelievable to watch. Go back and watch it. James, and if you you have the time, you don't have to do it tonight, but anybody listening, go back and watch the 2014 Royal Rumble. Realize how vocal those fans were and understand a Philadelphia crowd, if they don't get what they want, will at least be twice as loud and vocal as a Pittsburgh crowd. Pittsburgh puts on pretty good shows, a Philadelphia crowd, though, it's hard to hold a candle to them, James. Yeah, I mean, you got to think. You think Philly, East Rutherford, uh, Chicago, Illinois are about your three best set of crowds in, in the WWE universe. And yeah, I mean, Ryan, could you imagine? And, and not to get too ahead of ourselves, but could you imagine um, Roman Reigns winning? Because you know, I, I think you know Roman Reigns, at least to a lot of fans, it, it, it's kind of um, kind of a fizzled push right now but if roman reigns wins the rumble and uh and and john cena would walk out as the wwe championship i tell you that building might burn down 
it, the Flyers might be looking for somewhere to play. You're you're right. <laughs> I'm really, you're right. Is the Spectrum even still standing? Maybe they can take to the Spectrum for a couple of days. No, they got that. Uh, they got that new uh, Philly Bar and Grill or whatever down there. But I mean, the, the the probably the best thing that could happen to Philadelphia sports. No offense. Um, at least in in terms of the arena sports, is if they don't have a they don't have an arena to play in. I mean, the Flyers and Sixers are both uh, pretty bad. Uh, no offense to to Matt or anybody else that's, that's Philadelphia sports fans, but uh, it's, it's it's some rough times in South Philadelphia. But let's uh, it, let's keep it. Pull- absolutely <laughs> is. Did you, did you get <laughs> Matt's Did you get Matt's tweet here talking about Ray Mysterio? He said after the Rumble, uh, Mysterio lost his next eight matches and hasn't seen action in the WWE uh, since WrestleMania 30. And Matt, you got a point. I don't know if he's yeah. hurt or, or we just hate him that much for not being Daniel Bryan and nobody wanted to see him. Well, I think it's probably a little of both at this I mean, he's, point. He's, but... he's almost become the Kevin Nash of the now. Yeah. Yeah, people, uh, you know, I think people are over him and he's hurt all the time. So, um, he but, is. Uh, there keeps hey, being hey. rumors he's coming back, but I, I, I've yet to see it. I've yet to see it. Hey, why did Kevin Nash cross the road? I don't know. I don't know either. He never got the whole way across. He tore his quad stepping off the curb. <laughs> That's pretty good. That is pretty good. Uh, we'll never know. Speaking of Kevin Nash, he was in the next segment. It was a backstage segment, Triple H. I was what a segue. Phone. Look at that shit. What, what a segue. How about Look it? Look at that. We uh, are professionals here. Paul and Nash come in. They were wearing NWO T-shirts. Uh, you know, t- they they kind of pick on Triple H for being a suit. Uh, Shawn Michaels walks in, uh, talking about the Legends panel, and then uh, X Pac comes in, or at least what we thought was X Pac uh, coming in, um, doing uh, doing crotch chops, and then the real X Pac, the real Shawn Waltman comes in, and uh, Sandow acts as his stunt double, and um, you know they kind of uh, they kind of you know joke around or whatever. I thought it was a good funny little segment. Um, I truly thought it was X Pac when when Mizdow came out until the real one came on, and I was like, wow, that's uh, that's pretty awesome. Um, and it you know made me laugh. It was a good backstage segment. Really funny backstage segment. Um, and it's sad when when the haggard looking X Pac came out, we were like, oh, it's Sandow. <laughs> oh, oh, this X-Pac has, has less hair and looks totally strung out. That's the real X-Pac. Yeah, it's, absolutely. It's sad, but, I mean, you're right. I was like, oh, shit, X-Pac, he looks healthy. Uh, and, and it was Damian Sandow all along. So, yeah, it's uh, a really, really good backstage segment. Um, was this a segment where they, they made the uh, the Triple H made the, the joke that he's ashamed of the, of the ship he's running or something like that? Yeah, which uh, which I thought was pretty good. I nice know, little folk, absolutely. You know, he uh, he he knows he has you know he, he can have a sense of humor about it, and I did like that. Ryan, uh, the next thing was the the Hall of Fame uh, Royal Rumble panel that the Big Show interrupted. I, mean, I honestly don't really feel like talking about this. Um, I mean, it wasn't as bad as this. I think it was the SummerSlam panel, but it was still pretty bad in my opinion. Yeah, it, uh, it it probably couldn't get uh, much much worse than than what it was. Honestly, uh, I, I, to be honest, I don't even remember. I think I remember Flair. I think picked Dean Ambrose. Other than that, that's all I remember. Uh, Hogan uh, Hogan picked 
Now, who was it? Shawn Michaels picked. Shit. Uh, let me look here. I have it up. I was. I had already scrolled past it. Um, Shawn HBK, Michaels picked Bray Wyatt. Michaels picked Wyatt. Hogan picks Daniel Bryan. Flair picks Dean Ambrose. So, um, number one, I thought it was cool that none of them picked Roman Reigns, which probably means Roman Reigns will win. But um, I did like each each that they each picked somebody different, and that um, you know it was all people that I like. So if uh, if one of those guys is right, then then I think things are ticking in the right direction. Yeah, I mean, I'm glad I'm glad Hogan didn't pick uh, Dolph Ziggler or something like that and ruin the rest of the show for us. So, <laughs> uh, and it's Hulk Hogan, dude. So. Even scripted or not, you don't know what the hell the guy's going to say. Um, but you got a point. It's kind of upsetting that none of them mentioned Roman Reigns, um, which hopefully doesn't ruin the Royal Rumble, because I'm going to hold out hope that Roman Reigns doesn't actually win the Rumble, but uh, we will see. But, yeah, we don't have to talk about this segment anymore. Then We've already talked about it. Yeah, I mean, I, I did like this. It was cool to see uh, Ric Flair take a, uh, take a bump, but that was about it. Uh, next match, Dean Ambrose uh, versus Bre- uh, Bad News Barrett. Um, uh, Ambrose gets the win. I thought it was a solid match. Um, you know, two 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 of the better uh, two of the better guys on the roster right now. Uh, Barrett, you know, really starting to uh, to get the rust shaken off after his injury. Um, I think you know, hopefully, if he can stay healthy, good things for him and uh, Dean Ambrose. Uh, you know, what what else can you say about him? Uh, he's 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 one of the best on the on the roster right now, and uh, I thought it was a really really good match. Like the past couple of months, any match that had Dean Ambrose in it, I think has been a pretty solid match. Um, I think he's definitely shouldered um, more than he he was required to shoulder going into the time when Reigns was injured. Um, Daniel Bryan was away. I think he shouldered a lot. Um, a really good match. I actually I didn't know it was a non-title match. I must have missed that. So I kind of got to say, I'm like, oh, that's just a surprise. Ambrose is walking away um, from from Bad News, who's I think a six-time champion now. So uh, I, I totally missed it was non-title. Uh, really, really solid match. Uh, hopefully this is a feud. I hope that we can see going forward because I think – they're two young, really good stars that, that if given a chance, I think could have a really, really good mid-card feud um, heading toward WrestleMania. Yeah, absolutely. And, um, you know, two guys that and you want to talk about making these secondary titles actually mean something. You put those two guys for the Intercontinental title. You know, Dean Ambrose maybe wins the Intercontinental title after the feud, uh, when it, when it, you know, after a match or two. Uh, put it on, put it on pay-per-views, and and I think you start to add a little bit more legitimacy to the belt. You've seen it with Dolph Ziggler, uh, you know. Now you see it back with Bad News Barrett. So I, I like, I like kind of where this idea of this feud can be because w- with only one world title, um, you you can definitely do some good things with your secondary title. So uh, interesting to see there. Uh, Going to jump over the the New Day versus Cesaro and Tyson Kidd match. Uh, into the, One uh, comment I want to throw out about that. Um, uh-huh. The Cesaro swing into the Tyson Kidd drop kick, fan-frickin-tastic. 
uh, they need to make this, if they're going to be a tag team, they need to make this a legitimate tag team, have the Cesaro swing into the drop kick, be their freaking finisher, give it a badass name, and put the belts on these two immediately. Yeah, they, they, they really do work together. I think it was a shame that they lost this match, but um, I know they're, you know, the, the WWE, for whatever reason, is, is still uh, going to be still pushing the, the new day. But, yeah, that, that was absolutely a great move. I think these guys work extremely well in the, in the ring together. And, um, you know, talking about legitimizing secondary titles, you want to you legitimize and make people care about the tag team titles again. First off, change the look of the belt. Second off, put them on these guys, and, and you have a good division right there. Um, uh, next segment was this uh, was Hall, Nash, and X-Pac coming out to the ring in the uh, NWO theme music. Uh, you know, Scott Hall does his hey, yo. Uh, Nash, uh, you know, kind of cut, you know, I think he threw a little joke in there about uh, the 999 uh, says you're welcome, Hunter. And then um, X-Pac gets on the mic, and they're interrupted by the Ascension. And... Uh, I know, I know we're probably going to disagree on, on this segment here. Um, maybe, maybe we won't. I'm not sure. The, the Ascension kind of cut a promo. I, I feel like these guys, have you ever watched like a high school play and, and the one guy like forgets a line and you could see him like thinking about it in his head and then it hits him like six <laughs> seconds too late? That, that's, what, that's what I feel like is happening with these Ascension promos. And I don't get it because, and I don't know if it's nerves or what, but like when they were in NXT, I feel like when they talk, they didn't have this issue. But like whenever they go to talk, they like hand the mic to the other guy and he's like, oh, oh yeah. And he, like, you know what I mean? He has this like delay because I don't know if he's trying to think about his line. If he's, you know, I, I, I don't know. I don't know what the delay is. But I think that's one of the biggest problems with them. I know people have had issues with like how they're booking them and whatever. But uh, with this segment, you know, they were they were uh, threatening like they were going to beat up on uh, beat up on the uh, the you know Hall and Nash and Xbox, and then um, JBL. You want to talk about one of the surprises of the night? JBL gets up, takes off his hat, takes off his uh, coat, and tells the, you know rips them for having the audacity to come out in front of legend, and uh, that he that that he made a phone call to a friend. He takes off his dress shirt and he has his APA shirt, and Ron Simmons comes out to a huge pop. Ryan, how like I like I pretty much like jumped out of my couch when when JVL started cutting that promo cuz like immediately I think I tweeted before he even said anything about making the phone calls like APA and I thought that was one of the cooler moments Yeah that was a really really good moment and it's a shame that I don't want to say it's a shame uh but we're kind of I think near JVL's last kind of in-ring action was the Rumble last year uh when he was <laughs> eliminated you know almost instantly but um it was it was ridiculous. Again, we were on Twitter, and I know Matt was on Twitter during this too, um, because we're, we're after we get kind of to the build up. Uh, I think I'm going to end up agreeing a bit with you, James, but but we'll get to why I am there. Uh, but my my news feed, 
or I'm sorry, my my Twitter's what the what the hell is it called? My my Time notification, on. my my timeline, my newsfeed on on the Facebook and on on the the Facebook page. Um, it was just dams. That's all it was. Was damn, 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 damn. And then it was somebody's like, oh, Ron Simmons, damn, damn, damn. You know what I mean? So so three things that I that I realized from that it was Farouk was back on TV or Ron Simmons. My 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 newsfeed was blown up, and I follow a lot of wrestling fans. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. I mean, I kid you not. I could, if I could go back and find it, and that's just that's just all it was. Was was damn all, all many 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 times over. But yeah, um, moments, yeah awesome. I, moments and another like thing that. that I, go ahead. Love their theme music. APA's oh, theme good. might be one of the most badass themes I've heard in a long long time. So good. I I I debated between that and uh and the NWO theme as the intro uh for tonight. But um yeah, such a such a cool moment. Yeah, moments like that when when you damn 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 across your timeline is when you realize how many wrestling fans uh you follow. Um <laughs> yep. but then because I you know going into this uh based on reports earlier in the day, it was my belief that the New Age Outlaws were coming out because that's what I had read. I think I, I, I can't remember if I if I put it out on the social media sites. But I was reading that, you know, the New Age Outlaws were gonna come in and um and feud with uh you know, go on a short run here and feud with the Ascension. So I just assumed um, you know, somehow the the, the uh, New Age Outlaws are gonna inter- interrupt here. Uh, and then when the when the APA came out, I was like, well, I guess not. And then the the New Age Outlaws music hits, they come in, um, they, they attacked, the, the New Age Outlaws attacked the Ascension, and then JBL hit a clothesline from hell, the NWO music hits, the legends celebrate, and they go to commercial. Um, I really like this segment, because obviously the whole way through, um, this debut of the Ascension, they've come out, they've attacked, verbally attacked legends, um, you know, Road Warriors, Demolition, now they come out and actually, um, you know, physically, you know, get involved with Hall and Nash, X-Pac, obviously the APA, this and that. But for the first time, and then they announced later on in the show that it, that it, this Sunday's Royal Rumble, it'll be uh, the New Age Outlaws versus the Ascension. So this is, you know, we talk about continuity. We talk about them tying things together. They talk about, you know, making things make sense. This finally makes sense now. All these times they, they were attacking legends and whatever. And, you know, a year ago, Ryan, the New Age Outlaws had the tag team championships. So, yeah, they're legends, but they were still somewhat relevant in today's WWE universe, whether it was a setup or whatever. You and I talked about how good we thought the New Age Outlaws performed, even though they were older. Um, you know, they, they still work together as a tag team really well. They seem to be in good shape. And and now it comes full circle. They're going against these guys, that, that these new guys that are attacking legends. So for me, you know, I, I've been a little disappointed in the way the Ascensions come in, but this ties it all together and actually makes it make sense to me. James, I was really, really critical of this uh, during Monday Night Raw, and I know Matt was too, and I'm, I don't want to speak on, on Matt's behalf, 
Um, but I know me and Matt were both were both pretty heated over this. Um, I didn't see the end game. Uh, I, I I didn't read anything about the New Age Outlaws um, hanging around. Uh, so so how I looked at this without any any knowledge of what was about to happen um, was you're going to have the NWO who's only here for the night, uh, JBL who's the worst commentator of the three. Um, you know they'll bring back Ron Simmons. The APA strolls down also for Raw reunion. That's it. Squash Connor and Victor. I looked at it more of as a burial, James, than as a rub. Um, knowing that the match is now going to take place at the Royal Rumble, where it's the New Age Outlaws against the Ascension. Uh, and I don't know if there's going to be a feud after that. In my opinion, it doesn't have to be. I, I, if, if you're going to have the Ascension go over on the New Age Outlaws, and kudos to the New Age Outlaws for, for being business smart enough to come back and put over a younger team that, that, that has been struggling to kind of gain some ground with the WWE universe. I'm not talking about the folks that watched NXT, but the, the WWE crowd. You know, kudos to the New Age Outlaws uh, for doing that um, because ultimately that's what's going to happen is, is the New Age Outlaws will go, will, will put over, you know, the Ascension, uh, setting them up for success, hopefully, in the WWE. So without knowing that, James, I looked at this like, wow, you're going to bring up the Ascension, the hottest team from NXT. I'm calling on these guys to legitimize your tag team division and and you guys squash them with a bunch of old has-beens. And I hate saying the word has-beens, but that's where they're at. They ain't wrestling anymore. So seeing the end game, James, I'm perfectly fine with it, and I'm, I'm going to lean a lot more toward what you said. I think it's a great story with with the, the, the verbal bashings of, you know, the LODs and 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 then things like that. So yeah, James, I'm 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 really, really I'm I'm absolutely fine with how this is gonna end up playing out. Yeah, so um yeah, we'll obviously talk about that match here in a couple minutes. I'm actually gonna skip ahead um all the way to the to the last match on Raw. Um uh, you know, the last uh you know, the next couple things were not really anything of great, uh, you know, great importance uh, to the to the show or to um, or to to like Royal Rumble this Sunday. Um, so so I'm going to go ahead. I'm going to just jump ahead to it the, because there's a lot that goes into this um, to this last match and the aftermath coming out of it. Um, it was you know during that opening segment, uh, it was announced that uh, John Cena would have a chance to win. Um, the, the three that got fired last week, uh, Ziggler, Ryback, and Rowan, uh, were fired last week. Cena would have a chance to win their job back if he beat a mystery opponent. But if he lost, he would lose his spot in the, in this Sunday's World Heavyweight Championship match, and he agreed to it. So it was announced that he would be taking on Big Show, Seth Rollins, and Kane uh, in the match. Um uh, Triple H, Stephanie at ringside, obviously J&J Security was there. So, you know, of course, the odds are stacked against John Cena um, as, as much as they could be. 
as we get getting towards the end of the you know towards the end of the match, um, you know, really look you know Cena getting beat down, you know the, the three on one attacks at time, two on one, Rollins goes into the corner, and um, then they sh- you know they shoot a camera shot so you can see the screen. Sting's face appears on the screen. Now, I, I figured he wasn't going to be there, so I, I marked out pretty hard because each of the last couple of weeks, fans have been like, I hear Sting's going to be at, at Raw this week. I hear Sting's going to make an appearance. Sting's going to show up only for people to be let down. So I'm like, look, it, it's probably smarter to just assume he's not going to be there because we don't know when they're going to start building a WrestleMania match, if they're going to build a uh, a WrestleMania match. So I'm just going to assume that uh, that Sting's not going to be on Raw, especially because it's a Raw reunion show. He's never been on Raw. Why would he show up during a Raw reunion show? Safe anyway, assumption. Sting, it was safe assumption, right? So Sting right. don't trust the dirt sheet, right? Right. <laughs> exactly. Sting Sting face appears in the big stream. The crowd obviously goes nuts. Sting comes out to the stage. The lights are off, um, and and he uh, he points back into the ring. While Cena, and I thought it was a really good roll-up, Cena rolls up Rollins, gets the pin. Um, uh, uh, Matt says Sting, Sting's going to call the show tonight. I don't know. I didn't see that dirt sheet. Maybe he will. I don't know. I'm going to assume that he doesn't, and maybe he will because of it. But uh, Cena gets the roll-up, gets the win, jumps into the crowd, celebrates with the fans. Triple H is losing his mind, yelling, you know, yelling for Sting, calling for Sting. Um, so, obviously, Rowan. Ziegler and Ryback rehired, um, and then Lesnar's music hits. You know he comes out with Heyman. Lesnar hits the ring, takes down Rollins, fights off Kane in the Big Show, hitting both Kane and the Big Show with F fives. Rollins takes off running as uh, Lesnar looks on. So it was it was awesome. Um, it was really awesome how Raw finished. I mean this this had me you know, as excited as, as any that I can remember as, as like a raw from the attitude era, the way it went off the air, that's how it felt like to me that, that you know, it, it was full of surprise. It, it was, you know, it was, it was full of excitement, a great, great ending to raw. And Ryan, I personally thought now, again, it's hard to tell. He had to, he had that velvet trench coat on and a t-shirt on. I thought sting looked like he definitely lost weight from when he was in, uh, when he was in TNA and he even, even some since he appeared at survivor series, like you can tell, at least in my opinion, that this guy's working on getting, you know, getting into really good shape. So that that's probably a positive sign. If we are going to talk about a sting match, I thought he looked good. Um, you know, he had the, had the red t-shirt. I actually almost went on and bought the red t-shirt. Um, but uh, you're really an awesome end to Raw. Fantastic conclusion to Raw. Um, and I remember, like I said, I, we were very active uh, all night on Facebook, on Twitter, uh, the, entire, uh, the entire night of Raw. Um, and then I put on the one thing, and I was like, look, if this, if this Raw did not get you ready, or, or maybe you had said that, and I had said, I'm just so very ready for the Royal Rumble coming out of this Raw, just the momentum that this Raw had carrying 
this this is what a go home show should be every single time. Um, you know, strong strong finish. Looking back on the show, uh, and I know I complained a bit about how long the opening segment was, the lack of wrestling in the first hour or hour and a half. Um, which they promptly made up for in the matches that we skipped over, honestly, um, for the night that that Matt entertained from the word go on, on on this entire Raw. Strong, strong finish. Huge reversal of fortunes uh, for the bad guys. So we're coming out of uh, this last couple Raw, I think the last time we had our show, we were, I was saying about how heel-heavy the Raw was, that, you know, it was heel after heel and bad guy, and blah, blah, blah. That, man, this one was totally different. It was upbeat. Um, it, was, it was, I thought, rather face-heavy, um, especially with the ending. Uh, John Cena revealing his seventh move of Doom, now the roll-up. Uh, so, so seven moves of Doom, if you include the schoolboy. Um <laughs> Which Matt so, says that uh, that Nikki must have taught him that because uh, that's how ninety four percent of Divas matches end. So Nikki taught Cena a wrestling move. Yes, yes. So, so it was the schoolboy, um, and you would think that wrestlers just know how to do that. But kudos to Nikki for even having the audacity to teach the Golden <laughs> Boy something new. Um, you know, and then and then to end it with with Brock Lesnar, kind of oh man. Just a fantastic Raw, really was. I can't, it just, like I said, it just got me so ready for for, for this Sunday night and, and the Royal Rumble. Oh, man, I can't, oh, wow. Ryan, did you, did you see there was a sign in the crowd, it was a Brock Lesnar sign that said, uh, eat, sleep, disappear, repeat? I saw that, was that the beginning of the show? Yeah, I think I was because the, that the WWE. Was they like to confiscate signs they don't approve of. That's for damn sure. You don't have freedom of speech with your sign that you're going to hold up at a, at a, at a live event. Um, but I did see that. Uh, and then very, very smart sign definitely was. Yeah. Eat, eat, sleep, disappear, repeat. Even as a Brock Lesnar fan, I had to laugh at that one. Um, speaking of Brock Lesnar, not to get off topic, but there was a, uh, there was a tweet uh, picture going around today that showed a uh, billboard, for WrestleMania that had a, um, a Brock Lesnar's face and Roman Reigns, and then in the background it had a Triple H and Sting's face, so like saying that you know Reigns would face Lesnar and uh, Hunter would face Sting. That has actually been found to be a fake photo. The, the photo itself, uh, the billboard was a Brock Lesnar um, billboard from when he was uh, on some UFC-like reality show, um, as a coach uh, back from like 2011 or something like that, or 2010. So if you see that photo, it's not real. Um, you know, you know, don't, don't buy into uh, everything you see on the internet. It's sad that in 2015, we still have to say that, like, don't believe everything you see on the internet. Do, you know, just take a couple of minutes and try and look into it. Um, Ryan, one other thing from the, like the, the latter part of raw that seemed to get a lot of people, um, to react at least one way or the other um, was, and I know you and I talked about this was the, was triple H, uh, I guess it cut a promo on John Cena and a young boy in the crowd 
I mean, I see the picture of the kid, couldn't be more than seven years old, um, was crying because, um, you know, he was picking on Triple H, you know, or excuse me, Triple H was picking on John Cena and kind of scared the kid. And Triple H hugged the kid. They, you know, you know, brought him and his dad, and, and I don't know if he had a brother or some friend, brought them backstage, met some of the wrestlers, gave him, you know, all the new John Cena gear. And, and people were so pissed at this. They said, well, he, a heel can never break character. And, you know, this, this is so wrong. And why would Triple H do this? If he had any respect for the business, he wouldn't have done this. And I said, guys, let's tap the brakes here, okay? You have like a six- or seven-year-old kid. This stuff is, is 100% real. Put, put your kid glasses back on. Try and remember what wrestling was like. I mean, when I was five years old, I went to, I went to an event at the Hershey Park Arena, and we were in the in the front row. This is when they this was a non TV show, so they they came out the side, um, you know, the side of the ring. So it was the short entrance way, similar to an old show at Madison Square Garden. And we were right on the corner, front row, corner where the where the aisle was. And then there was a match between Tito Santana, El Matador, Tito Santana, and Ted DiBiase. And DB, yeah, and and I was right there at the corner, and. Now I'm like four or five, mind you. I remember, I can picture this like it was yesterday. Ted DiBiase's choking uh, Santana over the over the barrier, like right in my lap, practically. And four four year old me, I mean, he's choking this guy to death. So literally, I I, can, I, I start slapping Tito Santana on the arm, telling him to get up, just get up, just get up. I'm still, like slapping him. He's probably thinking in his head, "Geez, would this kid stop slapping me?" You know, I'm, I'm like, you know, I'm, it's just like, get up, get up, because that that was real to me. I, I I didn't want this good guy to get choked out by the bad guy. Your so five year old baby slaps are probably hurting him more than Tibiasi <laughs> is at the time. <laughs> probably right. Um, so so put you know this kid is scared. He's upset. And Triple H and, and people want to say, oh, he's just being a businessman. Look, in that moment, one of two things can happen. If Triple H sees this kid crying and lets him cry, that kid is upset. That kid could be scared. He goes home. Maybe maybe they leave early because he's that scared. So let's say he, he, he's too scared to watch wrestling, and he just never gets back into it. You've lost a fan. You've lost future fans. You know, because of, of one promo that this kid sees live. But instead, you have this moment where Triple H hugs him, brings him backstage. This kid meets John Cena. This kid meets, you know, meets some wrestlers, gets John Cena gear, meets Triple H. Sees he's not really a he's not really a bad guy. You know, that kid is is probably going to be a fan for life. Because he always has something to go back and connect it to, and later on in life he'll he could take his kids to. So, I have no problem because we don't know if this ever happened before. In years past, twenty years ago, there wasn't a cell phone in everybody's hand and an internet to post pictures to. You know, th- th- this moment I think was a great moment, a shining moment for Triple H in the WWE. Because it, it, it shows r- reality 
in the WWE world. I, I don't care that he broke character because as adults, we know he's a character. Okay. And, I, and, and for, for that kid that's scared, you know, that made, that kept him being a fan. And for the other kids, they probably didn't notice because they were probably watching the, the, the show in front of them. So I had no problem with it, Ryan. Did, well, you know, what did you think of this? Uh, Jim, uh, th- th- there are two lines of thought running through my head. Um, and I'm glad you brought up the Ted DiBiase kind of that era of wrestling, because if you go back and you watch, when you see somebody like The Undertaker, and I'm talking early Undertaker where he brought the body bag out for the jobbers. You know, I'm talking um, maybe a Papa Shango putting the curse on The Undertaker. Those shots that they gave you, and then you don't see them anymore. But the shot of the young child in the crowd with that distraught look on their face, do you, do you know what I'm talking about? Oh, absolutely. That, 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 Papa, that, that Papa Shango smoke was, was one of the most heinous smells I've ever smelled. I believe that. I mean, that shot of, of that, that, I don't know, probably the same age, eight, nine, six, seven, ten-year-old kid looking scared. You don't see that anymore. But that was kind of something where you took this ridiculous gimmick, and because it was real to those kids, it was scary. And the WWE shot that on camera, put that in their production. So it, it had been, you know, discovered before and left in. I'm going to change directions, and, and, and I likened it when we, we posted it on, on the Facebook page, facebook.com slash three count Thursday. You know, I, I, the first thing that came in my mind was Connor the Crusher. You know, that, that you have, you know, Triple H instantly hopping in the ring and taking a punch from this kid. You know, where the kid hops on him and, 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 and pins him, hooks, hooks the leg and everything. Um, and just as choked up as Stephanie McMahon was talking about this, during you know during the whole Connor thing, that they're real people too, and and it was a split second decision. And and, and here's the deal: Triple H had two options in my opinion: console the kid or give the kid a crotch chop, and tell him to to deal with it. <laughs> that that was Triple H's options. The kids cry. You either tell the kid to suck it, or you go over and you hug the kid and you make it better. Um, so he made the right decision. Uh, you James, you're right. the back, could you imagine the backlash if he gave him the crotch chop? Um, it, it, this whole conversation would have been a lot more fun to talk about. It would have been. <laughs> Tonight, it really would have been. But you're right. Give the kid $100 worth of merchandise. The shit was only $3 to make. And bring him backstage, sign a few autographs, have him meet John Cena or whoever. Kids hooked for life. Parents are like, wow, this is a really, really good company. And, and t- in my opinion, the people, the, the purists, that, that they just want something to bitch about here for Triple yeah. H doing this. That's all they're looking for is something to bitch about. Because in my opinion, it was a great PR move. And he may not even thought about a PR move at that time. It was just the right thing to do. So kudos to Triple H uh, for making the right decision here. Yeah, absolutely. It it, it was it was a a perfect moment. So Ryan, you know, we're gonna close up raw here. Uh, we're gonna give Matt a chance to call in, um, and uh, we're gonna preview 
um, Royal Rumble. We're going to take a quick break. Uh, going to throw a little music here, give Matt a chance to call in. And uh, on the other side, then we're going to talk about Royal Rumble and preview Royal Rumble, all right? Hey, sounds good to me. Who am I to argue? As long as it's not the freaking Miz music, I'm happy. Behold the king, the king of kings. On your knees, dog. Thursday, Pro Wrestling Radio here on NGSCSports.com, Channel 2, each and every Thursday night from 9.30 to 11.30 p.m. Uh, we're going to be previewing the Royal Rumble here. If you want to give us any thoughts on your Royal Rumble predictions, uh, you can tweet them at me, uh, at us at 3 Count Thursday. Again, that is the number 3 Count Thursday, or you can actually call in uh, and give them to us. So you're going to call in and, and preview anything uh, from the Royal for the Royal Rumble I try and keep it brief uh, because there's uh, plenty to predict uh, on our end, but you can do that. 724-444-7444. The call ID, 136-117. And uh, that'll get you in uh, to talk to us. So uh, obviously having Ryan on the line. We also have Matt on the line, our stack guy. Um, guys, uh, Ryan first. Uh, like like usual, we'll go my prediction. Ryan, uh, then Matt. So we'll, we'll keep it uh uh, kind of uniform here, but uh, before we give the predictions again, I've already given them my social media. Ryan, give him your Twitter, and then Matt, go ahead and give him yours so everybody uh, can follow uh, along with you guys uh, on Twitter as well. Absolutely fantastic. Thank you, Jim. It's at R-Y-N Eagle, at R-Y-N-E-A-G-L-E. And mine is at 3-C-T-A Philly, P-H-I-L-L-Y, and the number 8. All right, very good. So one pre uh, one pre show match uh, this this Sunday, and that is uh, the New Day, uh, Big E, Kofi Kingston, and Xavier Woods versus Tyson Kidd, Cesaro, and Adam Rose. Um, so obviously uh, Cesaro and Kidd have kind of been playing, and even uh, Natalia have been playing what I kind of perceive as similar to a uh, Alice in Wonderland type. Um, uh, type gimmick in this in this Adam Rose thing. You have the bunny, you have the Queen of Hearts, and all of this. Um, kind of an interesting twist to to Adam Rose. I'm trying to get him a little more relevant. Um, obviously, his his build from coming out of NXT uh, has been uh, has left plenty to, plenty to be desired um, on that one. Uh, just looking at it though, this was actually hard for me to predict, uh, just because you have you have two 
young groups. Uh, but I actually, I'm, I'm going to go with the team that I hope wins, and that is uh, Kid Cesaro and uh, Adam Rose. James, I'm actually going to go opposite, and, and uh, the exact opposite reason. I'm going to go with the team I think wins, not the team I hope wins. I do hope Kid Cesaro and Rose come away with the victory. Uh, I don't think that's going to happen. I think they're going to try one last time to force New Day uh, down our throats. So uh, I have Big E, Kofi Kingston and Xavier Woods uh, picking up the win uh, for the New Day. I also have the New Day winning. I would like to see the Masters of the WWE Universe and Rose win, but um, like Ryan said, they're they're forcing New Day down our throats. And, I mean, they've shown an intense dedication to bury Cesaro, and I don't think they're going to let that up just yet. Yeah, so uh, jumping into you know, jumping into pay-per-view, this coming from uh, – Wells Fargo Center in Philadelphia, PA, of course. Uh, you know, you can still order it uh, on, uh, on, on pay-per-view. I think if you're, if you're going through a cable company, your satellite aff- affiliates do not offer these on pay-per-view anymore. Uh, but, of course, you can get it on the network for the low, low price of just $9.99 a month. Uh, before we, like, jump into it, because I know there was a, a, a podcast I was listening to that talked about it. Do you, do you guys think, and, again, same order, Ryan, Matt, do you guys think that that the way you know because they even did it this past week, you know, say when they when they talk about you can order it on pay per view, but you should order it on the network when the announcers, uh, the the commentators say, you know, why would you order it for fifty four ninety nine on uh, on pay per view when you can just get it for nine ninety nine on the network? Do you feel that's insulting uh, the fans, or if it's, they're just trying to sell the network? Because the podcast I was listening to. So they felt like it was insulting the WWE fans. I personally just think they're just trying to sell the network. And, you know, for me, that's kind of how I look at things. Because if somebody's going to order, because I know I was talking to somebody on Twitter about this months ago. They said, well, all I do in a year's time is I order Royal Rumble and WrestleMania. I said, you understand that for those two pay-per-views, you could pay for the network for an entire year. Like, you don't have to just get two pay-per-views. You can see all of them and everything else that's on the network just for those those two that you're paying for. That's just how I see things. So I, I, don't, I don't view it as insulting. Do, Ryan, do you? Jim, I don't necessarily view it as insulting, but I can understand where people would, uh, would opt for that, I guess. If, if you don't have, like, a streaming player like the, like the Roku or uh, how I don't even think what the other one is, uh, the little stick streamer, um, you know, or, or like the Xbox 360 or, or any other, you know, gaming system where you can play it onto your TV. Um, if, if, if subscribing to the WWE Network and you're only using like the laptop or even if you have a desktop computer to view it, you would prefer to watch it on a TV. Um, and, and trying to hook up a laptop to the TV kind of sucks, getting the sound right and things like that. So I could see maybe where somebody would make that, but still in my mind, you can pick up a Roku for like 30, 40 bucks. You know, yeah, subscribe you, to the network you, that way. And if you buy the network for a year, which, I mean, if you're going to pay for those pay-per-views anyway, especially WrestleMania at like 75 like bucks, 70 you can bucks, get a Roku right. for free. So it's like you're, right, you're absolutely right. bucks and get the Roku for free. And there's and there you know there's that. Yeah, I didn't even think about that. You're right. I mean, so there there are options, I guess. If if you don't have Wi-Fi, maybe 
um, and you're hooked to a wall. Still with your, I mean, I Jim, I don't know. I don't know why anybody wouldn't, if they had the capability to get the WWE Network, and they're interested in watching two pay-per-views a year, why they would not just go with the network, James, I, I don't know. But I don't find it insulting. If anything, it's more of a slap to your cable provider, uh, because I would assume it's taking money out of their pockets. Yeah, and Matt? Yeah, I, I never really thought of it as insulting. Um, it's it, it's confusing to me. I mean, I, I'm always telling people, even if you have just a slight interest in wrestling, or you used to, it's worth it. And, um, I mean, like you said, people that just want to watch SummerSlam and WrestleMania, it's like, well, why not just have the option to watch the rest for the same price? So I don't see it as insulting, but... Um, I mean, who knows? People get offended at everything these days. So. Well, that is true. Um, all right, so let's jump into it here. Uh, there's um, there's four regular matches uh, currently on the card, and uh, then you have the uh, Royal Rumble match itself. Uh, I don't believe there's going to be anything added. Uh, I don't think there's anything added tonight on SmackDown. Um, again, it, it, this is where it's a little bit harder because uh, SmackDown is usually on Fridays, and we had the, uh, you know, we, we we didn't have anything added on, on SmackDown. I still don't think they're they're going to do that. Uh, but let's uh, let's we'll start at the bottom here. Uh, I'm going off of the off the Wikipedia site, uh, which was updated today, so it should be um, should be pretty up to date. Uh, New Age Outlaws, of course, Road Dog, Billy Gunn, the the match we, we were just talking about from Raw versus the Ascension. Um, I don't know how long this program is going to go. I don't know if this is a one and done or if this is going to play out through WrestleMania. Um, So I I would think, I would think it's going to be more than one and done. So I'm going to say that the first match, and again, I don't know how, how many matches there's going to be, but I'm going to say the first match is going to go to the New Age Outlaws. I'm going to pick the New Age Outlaws to win uh, win this match here this Sunday. James, in, in my opinion, if this goes more than one and done, you're damaging the Ascension. Um, I think you can have the rub with the New Age Outlaws and the NWO from Raw. Have that be the moment that the Ascension is beaten down. But I, in my opinion, they have to come back and at, a, at a pretty big pay-per-view and um, destroy the New Age Outlaws. So I have the Ascension picking up the W and the feud ending here. Okay. Uh, I'm with Jim. I think it's going to be a longer program, and I think uh, the the veterans are going to get the win first just to kind of build up for when the Ascension would get it back in a more convincing fashion. I think that's the goal. I don't think that will actually happen. I think the Ascension will just be looked down upon more once that happens, and I don't think they'll dig themselves out of it, but I think the goal is for a long program that nobody really wants, and the New Age Outlaws are going to take the first win. Yeah, I mean, either way, I I just hope this match is good. Um, I think it's a gamble. I I do really think it's a gamble because you're you're talking about older guys that haven't wrestled in in what, uh, nine months, ten months, and these younger guys that um, have been off to a rocky start. So, so this is a gamble that could either pay off really well or, you know, you could kiss the Ascension goodbye. By the way, but I do the, want to throw out a little upset. Uh, 
and then and this is going to sound ridiculous, but but having Billy Gunn rock the Billy Gunn from Billy and Chuck haircut, and not necessarily the long-haired New Age outlaw haircut, uh, bothered yeah. me a little bit. It, it was very Billy and Gun or uh, uh, Billy and Chuck. Yeah, he did. He did cut his hair, and and the road dog is is like bald like a cue ball anymore. So no more dreads, no more uh, Billy Gunn mullet. Uh, it's a different world. It it is a different world, but uh, it's uh, I always enjoy seeing these guys. So I'm gonna, I'm at least looking forward to this match a little bit. Um, it is, it is fair, a different. Go ahead, when, when Billy tried to grow his hair out last time, it just kind of looked like the you know cold spaghetti that fell onto the floor. So I think uh, the the Billy and Chuck haircut is more flattering to him. The only thing he could do. I mean, and I think that's because they're the wrong side of thirty, right? Oh, they definitely are. They 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 definitely are. I knew it was going to come up at some point. I, I figured uh, I should have seen it. I should have seen it coming on this uh, this one. I thought when we cleared the NWO segment in, uh, in during Raw that maybe maybe I skirted it this time around. But uh, let's keep pressing on here. Uh, uh, the second of three tag team matches uh, on the card. As hard as that is to believe, a a, a company with no with no uh, tag teams to, to be found, and there's three tag team matches on the main uh, on the main show. But Paige and Natalia taking on the Bella Twins, Bree and Nikki. Um, this kind of plays along with some of. Uh, actually, this doesn't really play along with with Total Diva stuff. I'm trying to think about. It. I mean, uh, that's kind of where the Natalia Page team formed because uh, of Total Divas. But they haven't had any altercations between these two on the show. Um, this match made because I guess uh, they they kind of faced off after the uh, the the match on Raw. Um, because I have no idea, there was no real build to this match. Um, even though I I can't really stand Paige that much, I got to go with my girl Natty, so I'm going to say Natty and Paige. Uh, I got the Bellas picking up the win here. Uh, personally, I'd have rather seen this maybe like a fatal four-way or something like that, and then just naturally have the alliances take form. But uh, got the Bella Twins picking up the W. I have Natty pinning Bree, uh, kind of developing into what we've been wearing for a while, where Natty's going to make a run at the belt and hopefully get it for quite some time and turn that into a program with the up-and-coming divas that we want to see. So Natty pinning Bree and elevating herself to number one contender. All right, very good. And I, I, I hope you're right there, man, because, uh, you know, I really, um, you know, I hope that, that that that's the case. I hope Natty gets her chance, and, and um, I'm not sure what her age is. You know, I don't want to be, uh, I don't want to be ungentlemanlike, but, uh, you know, it feels like she's been around the Divas division for a while, and, and you have, you know, you're going to see, I'm sure you're going to see Charlotte coming up soon. You're probably going to see, you know, maybe one or two more coming up from NXT. There, there's some young talent there, so um, the 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 focus might shift away from some of the veteran uh, divas. So hopefully, uh, Natty can get one more run here. Um, next match: Usos versus The Miz and Damian Mizdow for the WWE Tag Team Championships. Um, we we've talked about uh, how disgusted we are that. Uh, the Usos are, are once again the, the tag team champions, so uh, we don't need to get into that facet of this. But 
Um, as I look at it, I think we're we're finally are starting to see the end of the the Mizdal Miz partnership. Uh, it, it's given us some some fantastic moments over the last couple of months, and uh, you know you know you don't like to see things that you enjoy come to an end, but I think it's time for um, Mizdal to become Sandow again, step on on his own, get a push. Um, because I, I think he is extremely talented, one of the more talented guys on the roster. Um, so I think something is going to happen where, you know, uh, Ms. Dow costs them the match, and, and that is where, you know, that, that helps further the split. I think you'll see that play out even more in the Royal Rumble match later in the night, but I have the Usos retaining the tag team championships, unfortunately. Uh, Jim, I'm, I'm going to agree with you. I don't see – I mean, we flipped this title back and forth so much – uh, I don't believe the Usos are the right team to be carrying it right now, but but they're carrying it. Um, again, uh, hopefully the Ascension is set up as as a successful tag team to take it away from them. Uh, we'll see, but uh, I have the Usos walking away from the Royal Rumble, still your WWE tag team champions. Yep, I'm going to make that unanimous. Um, I don't see any... A logical story behind the Miz and Mizdal getting the titles back at this point, especially when you know we've been hearing that they're going to split soon. So um, for whatever reason, the Usos have the belts and they're going to keep them. And I don't know who's going to take them in the near future with the way the Ascension's being booked. So unfortunately, Usos win. That's our first, and probably I would imagine is going to be our only um, unanimous decision of the night. That, that's good. You know, I remember one month when I think we pretty much had every match telegraphed exactly the same way. Um, so, so that is not the case here. The ma- triple threat match for the WWE World Heavyweight Championship: Brock Lesnar versus John Cena versus Seth Rollins. Um, you know, there, there's a lot of intrigue in this match. Definitely a lot more intrigued than if it was just um, Lesnar versus Cena, even though I thought we needed to get that rubber match. Um, I mean, we technically are still getting it, but with just a different twist. I like that Rollins is in this match. I mean, truthfully, a, a guy that, um, you know, uh, you know, you think a year ago, and I think, Ryan, I think we talked about this on a prior show where, a year ago, you had the Shield together, and and it seemed like, you know, Reigns was going to be the the face if if they ever broke up, and Ambrose, Ambrose at that time seemed like he would be the heel, because he had this he had such a charismatic persona in the Shield, and we were like, what the hell is going to happen to Seth Rollins? Where you where, where would Seth Rollins go? And then that night, um, after the the one pay per view. When when Rollins was the Plan B, um, just absolutely blew me away. So here's what I think is going to happen, and, and and I'll give you the reason why. I think that John Cena is going to pin Brock Lesnar. You know, Seth Rollins will be on the outside or something. You know, he'll be down. Cena will get the win over Lesnar, but then I think that uh, the authority and company will come down to attack Cena and Rollins will cash in and Rollins is going to walk out of Royal Rumble with the World Heavyweight Championship. And here's why. I've picked up, and maybe this could definitely be me just reading way too much into it, 
But on the promo, the most recent promo video that I've seen for the Royal Rumble, the last line of dialogue in that promo is the audio from Triple H the night Rollins turned on the shield. And it just says, there's always a plan B. So to me, I think that is why Seth Rollins walks out, cashes in and walks out with the World Heavyweight Championship. James, I agree with the final conclusion of you. Um, and here's where I'm going to disagree with you. I don't think John Cena picks up the win here. Uh, I think, would that, be, would that be 16 for John Cena? Breaking yeah. the, the record for, for Ric Flair. I think Ty, it would Flair, spit. Flair has 16, does he not? Is that tying Flair? I think that would tie Flair. Boy, I still think that's a, a spit in the face of history. If, if his reign is that short to tie Ric Flair or beat Ric Flair, wherever we're at, you know what I mean? So I have I have Brock Lesnar pinning John Cena to retain the title in which Seth Rollins cashes in um, on Brock Lesnar to walk out as your uh, WWE heavyweight champion. Um and, and and all of it really goes with with John Cena breaking or tying or wherever we're at the the record held by Ric Flair, which is a prestigious in my mind something that shouldn't just be taken lightly, um, especially in the day and age where the belt does flop around a little bit more in in one's career. So I would hope that if if Cena's going to tie or break Flair, it's for a an extended period of time for a reign that it's not just three seconds in between um, a, a cash-in for, for the belt. So, so I have Brock Lesnar pinning John Cena for, to, to, win the, to win the match, Seth Rollins cashing in on Brock Lesnar, leaving the Royal Rumble, your WWE World Heavyweight Champion. Very good. And, Matt, before you give yours, I did look it up. Flair is officially recognized by WWE, TNA, and Pro Wrestling Illustrated as a six team-time world heavyweight champion. It's eight times in uh, NWA, six times in WCW, and two times in the WWF. So uh, uh, Flair, Flair actually considers himself a 21-time world champion uh, because, I guess, the number of his championship reigns vary by sources, but uh, recognized by WWE, TNA, and Pro Wrestling Illustrated, Ric Flair 16 times. All right, I have... Brock winning, and I have Sting interrupting the cash-in on that to set up the Triple H-Sting feud for WrestleMania. Um, I don't see Seth having the belt for the championship belt. I I just don't see him in that program at WrestleMania this year, not just yet. So, um, I'm going to keep the belt on Brock till WrestleMania. Okay, and when you say Sting interrupts the cash-in, does does Rollins act, because, you know, we've seen him say he's going to cash in, but it never happens. Does he actually lose the briefcase, or is it he's getting ready to cash in and Sting just interferes and he keeps the uh, the briefcase? Yeah, he keeps the briefcase. I don't have him losing that yet, but, um, you know, as he's 
going to hand it to the ref or something, you know, the lights go out and stings, music hits. All right, very good. I mean, that that could be pretty exciting as well. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I don't know if I think Sting's going to show up at this pay-per-view. I think a lot of people, especially given what happened on Raw, are probably assuming, um, uh, assuming that he, you know, he's probably going to show up here. But uh, you know, I don't know. I think that I think this match, the minute they added Seth Rollins into it, absolutely became that much more intriguing because. You know, you you know, there's a guy who you know, in the last couple months has has absolutely catapulted himself to one of the top guys in this company, and and yeah, I, I'm I'm truthfully amazed by it, and and it, it still blows me away that there are people out there who still th- you know still want Roman Reigns and still think Roman Reigns is the top guy coming out of the Shield. It just that just doesn't make sense, you know. I, I I'm I'm almost gonna think that you know that that Rollins is ahead of Ambrose. I mean, one it'd be like a one and a one A, but I'd almost give the edge to Rollins. I think this match got a lot more interesting when when Rollins got added to it. Jim, let me ask you this, and Matt, and Matt you might you might remember, is is the championship match typically the main event, or no. is the main event typically the Rumble? I think it varies, doesn't it? It's like there's, usually there's, the Rumble, but the Rock and CM Punk was the main event. Two yeah, years I know. Ago. It's, yeah, it's varied. More times than not, all the regular matches get done, and then it's the Royal Rumble. Like, you go off air with the winner of the Rumble pointing to the WrestleMania sign in the crowd, and that's how you kick off the, the road to WrestleMania. Um, so I would hope that that trend continues this year. Um, because I, I, that's to me what makes, you know, this is my favorite pay-per-view of the year. I mean, that kind of tied with WrestleMania just because WrestleMania is WrestleMania. But outside of WrestleMania, the, the, nothing comes close to the Royal Rumble because you have, you, it's that classic, you know, 30-man over the top, and uh, I guess occasionally it's been 40-man. But um, it, it, it's, a, it's the Royal Rumble match. Who's going to show up? When, when are they going to be in the match? That's what makes this event so so special. So when you take it away from the main event, then it's basically just a regular pay-per-view with a battle royal. Yeah. Sure. I mean, Matt, I love your ending I, or, or your match. I love the way that ends. I just, I, I would struggle to think then, you, you trot Sting out and you have that huge ending to the match. Can you, you keep people entertained enough through the Royal Rumble after a Sting appearance? Like we've only seen Sting to end shows. Yeah, that would be my only. Can if 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 the main event is is the match, then Matt, I think you you nail the you hit the nail on the head. I really really do. I would just hope that they wouldn't trot Sting out in the middle of the show, have an hour pay per view still to go, with the Royal Rumble and and have people burned out over over the showing of Sting. I mean, I guess the same way even you have a cash in to win the belt, you know, is still a big enough, you know, event within the pay-per-view that that could burn some people out for the actual Royal Rumble match. Maybe. I, I think I think people, you know, when especially being that it's a Philadelphia crowd, 
Um, I, I think you know the the, the Philadelphia crowd. I, I, they can I think handle themselves through the through the full three hours, regardless of what happens. Uh, especially you know if you hit some some returns. I don't know um, if and who's going to return. Um, you hit some of them early, um, and we'll we'll kind of we'll kind of talk about that. But but I think I think the Philadelphia crowd could hang through um, e- either of these big moments. I mean, it's fantastic that all three of us have, you know, slightly different endings to this match. So I'm intrigued enough now. I mean, I, I'm I'm probably more excited tonight talking about it than I was Monday night coming out of the uh, of of the go home show. And that brings yeah. us to the the Royal Rumble, Matt. Matt, unless you have anything else to add here. No, I was just going to say. I mean, all three of our predictions are are feasible too. It's, so it's it's an interesting match because um, there's not a real clear cut way it's going to go, which makes the Seth Rollins aspect of it more exciting. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, you know, this, it comes down to this. It comes down to the Royal Rumble match. Um, there has been uh, a decent number of confirmed entrants. I'll read those off: Roman Reigns, Daniel Bryan. Rusev, Bray Wyatt, Dean Ambrose, Bad News Barrett, Goldust, Stardust, Kane, Big Show, Justin Gabriel, R-Truth, Fandango, uh, Los Matadores, uh, Big E, Kofi Kingston, Xavier Woods, Tyson Kidd, Cesaro, The Miz, and Damian Mizdow. So that, that's actually, by my count, 22 so that leaves Three more eight. were added tonight. Okay, do you know who they were? Luke Harper, Ziggler, and Ryback. Okay, so that that puts you at twenty-five. So there, you know, going into it, there's five surprise entrants um, into the match. Uh, I I had somebody on the uh, Facebook page uh, bring up that uh, they've heard, you know, rumors that uh, uh, Billy, uh, Bully Ray. And Devon may be surprise entrance. I've read that RVD might be a surprise entrance. Um, you got to think that at least one of the surprise entrants to the to the Royal Rumble. Uh, before we get into our predictions for it, you would think that at least one or two of them have to be ECW related mm-hmm. because of being in Philly. Um, RVD has a similar deal with the WWE as Chris Jericho does. You take a couple months off, you come back, work a short program, take a couple more months off, this and that. Don't know how many how many more years he's going to stay in the business, but um, so you got to think, you know, some ECW guy is going to be in there. Um, my, one of my questions is, you know, because in years past, we've seen, you know, Bo Dallas came up the one year well before his Bo Leave uh, uh, gimmick ever happened. Um do you see any NXT guys in this? Because you know NXT guys regularly, you know, work work a dark match or you know work on main event. Um, do you see maybe one or two NXT guys being added? And I think I think that could be interesting. And and actually, I'd like to see at least one NXT guy like a you know Adrian Neville or somebody that's a little more established in NXT, but get into the match and uh, actually you know make a little bit of noise before they get eliminated. Jim, I do too. I have uh, so we have twenty five announced. Um, just just to throw out my I guess my ideas, 
I had two from NXT and then three surprises, all of them having some ties to the ECW. Um, I do believe that we will see the Dudley Boys. I think that would be pretty cool, um, Bubba Ray and Devon. Uh, and I also do have uh, either, or it probably would be the, an RVD returning. Um, so that would be my three kind of surprises. Um, I don't see Sami Zayn coming up to do it. It doesn't make sense. Uh, so I do see Adrian Neville kind of testing the waters. Um, and you have to remember last year, uh, was this is really Rusev's launch in, onto the main roster, was the Royal Rumble last year. Um, and I think Neville's pretty much done what he can do down in NXT, so I'd like to see what he can do uh, up, up on the main roster. Uh, and then maybe like a Tyler Breeze or somebody like that, somebody that people don't necessarily know about, but have have a good enough character that, that would translate a little bit, maybe get some interest into the character. So I have Neville Breeze, Bubba Ray Dudley, Devon Dudley, and RVD uh, rounding out your 30 uh, for the uh, for the Royal Rumble. Uh, and out of it, I, I hate to say it, but I have got to go with Roman Reigns uh, to win the Royal Rumble. Uh, for me, uh, I have to believe Orton's going to be in the Rumble because he's on the poster. Um, so that eliminates one of those spots leaving four, which doesn't really give a lot of room for NXT and call-ups or, uh, you know, ECW returns, especially because Sheamus has been out for a while and you've been hearing he might come back too. Um, so for me to take away two spots to go to Sheamus and Orton, and then, you know, I'd say two for ECW, one for NXT. Um, who, I don't know. I have heard the Dudley Boys thing as well, and I really want that to happen, so I'm going to put them in there. And um, NXT, you know, probably Neville, since, you know, like Ryan said, he's, he's kind of, the well's kind of run dry down in NXT for him, so I think he's ready to move up. And, um far as prediction, I I have no idea. I've it's, it's, narrowed it down to three. I'd say 50% Daniel Bryan, 45% Roman Reigns, and 5% to uh, Ziggler. Um, and, I mean, the main thing I look forward to in these Rumbles is what Kofi Kingston is going to do to avoid elimination, because every year that's kind of a fun thing to kind of keep your eye on. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, and, and, you know, given what he's done in the last couple of years, you got to wonder what else he can come up with to uh, to avoid elimination. That's always a, a cool thing. Yeah, I mean, it, it doesn't leave a lot of uh, a lot of opportunities for for there to be surprising things. Of course, you can always have the uh, the last minute uh, illness or injury. Um, you know that you can scratch one guy off and put another guy in. Um, I was watching the Royal Rumble '94, and you had a. a, a, a Bob Sparkplug, Holly Sparky Plug, make his uh, his TV debut there, um, replacing an injured uh, one two three kid. You had one guy not show up that was an illness to Bastion Booger, which whether or not that was legit illness or not, uh, there, there wasn't an internet to to find that out by then. But um, for me, if I actually have to make a prediction, uh, because I think I forgot to. Um, is I, I have to go with Daniel Bryan. 
And I know that's probably just setting myself up for disappointment for like I did last year. <laughs> but <laughs> you know, so much there there's been there's been obviously there's been so much talk and you know, it, it seems like all signs point towards Roman Reigns. But you know, you you think of the Stone Cold I I look at the Stone Cold Steve Austin podcast and you know, Stone Cold with, with the one with Vince McMahon and and on the network and he and he kind of threw that macho man in the in the Hall of Fame thing there and and basically said, "Look, the fans want it. Do do I do I know for a fact that WWE had it planned or not before then? No, I don't. But that was the first guy that was announced. Um and and of course Vince McMahon says, "You know, I do hear the fans and, and this and that. How can for the second year in a row? And like Ryan, like we said earlier, and we've said it for weeks, and we've tweeted about it. How can, in Philadelphia, in one of the more hostile WWE environments, how can they do this to us two years in a row? I know everything's been telegraphed for Roman Reigns, but for most of the year, we've been reporting and we've been reading that the WWE's gone under this assumption that Daniel Bryan is likely done. They had to act as if he was never coming back. And then all of a sudden, he's back. You know, he he only told the WWE, I think it was like two weeks before he showed up on Raw and and cut that promo. So, I mean, it's only been like six weeks that the WWE has known that Daniel Bryan is coming back from this injury. I I just, I I can't believe in in my mind and in my conscience the WWE would would do this to us two years in a row. I have to go with Daniel Bryan, um, and and whether or not they give him the belt at WrestleMania. I mean, if he wins the Rumble, you almost have to to cap it off like they did a year ago. Um, so I I am I'm, I'm going to go with Daniel Bryan to win the Rumble. Jim, I, I I really do agree with you that Daniel Bryan will end up in the main event at Royal or at, at WrestleMania. But I think last year was, was just enough of a curveball that the WWE could, could kind of make this part of their game. Um, and again, we've got, we've got a brand new pay-per-view sitting between Royal Rumble and the WWE that in my opinion, the WWE, or I'm sorry, and, and they're in WrestleMania that the WWE is going to want to do something spectacular too for their very first one. That that could be the match to change the main event at WrestleMania. Um, and again, that's kind of where I was thinking with Rollins cashing in. He's only carrying it for two months. Um, you know, uh, through through January into February for WrestleMania. Um, to have the, the the feud with the former uh, Shield brethren, Roman Reigns, and hopefully we can add Daniel Bryan into the mix somewhere. I know it doesn't necessarily fit perfectly, but they've got two months to work that out um, into another triple threat match at WrestleMania for the belt because I think it worked last year really, really well. Um, you know, I, the, the, the match to build up the, the Triple H uh, Daniel Bryan match worked really well to open the show. Uh, Daniel Bryan overcoming at the end of the show. Everything just seemed to fall into place 
really, really well for the WWE at WrestleMania. So kind of hoping for that again. Um, and, and, Matt, I think you have a really good point uh, about Orton and Sheamus. Uh, totally forgot about them, but one of those two are definitely going to make the appearance uh, in the Rumble. Um, Matt, if, if you have nothing else to add, we're gonna we're gonna um, move ahead with the rest of the show as we got uh, got through all the Royal Rumble stuff. Yep, sounds good. All right, uh, Matt. Before before you hang up here, just uh, just remind everybody again one more time where they can find you on uh, on Twitter. Yep, on Twitter I am at three CT the letter A Philly and eight, and so it's. 3CT affiliate, and I'm changing my pick. I'm, I'm going with our truth for the win in the Rumble. <laughs> <laughs> All right, man. Uh, enjoy the Rumble. I'm sure we'll be tweeting at each other and and and, uh, and whatnot uh, during the show. Uh, so uh, have a good couple of days and uh, enjoy Royal Rumble. Yep. See you guys. I right, see you, Matt. Hey, take it easy, Matt. Thanks, buddy. So Ryan. Um, just a couple uh, bits and pieces news-wise from the uh, from the WWE this week, um, and then we'll see if uh, if you have anything, or we'll just close it up. Uh, this actually uh, just came across on PW Mania uh, just about two hours before the before the show. Um, obviously, one of the bigger this came from PW Insider, one of the bigger stories um, in the last uh, in the last couple in about with the last year or so has been the return and resurgence of gold does. Um, but I guess the, the plan is he will begin transitioning from being a wrestler uh, to a full, once again, a full-time agent and producer. Uh, he's still going to be wrestling through WrestleMania this year. Um, and the, the gold dust stardust tag team will fade out even more than they have. Uh, no word yet. If they plan on doing the, uh, Gold Dust versus Stardust match. I guess the plan right now is still for even when Gold Dust retires, is uh, for Stardust to remain, for Cody to remain as Stardust. So I kind of enjoy that. But um, I, I hope, you know, and he he's been phenomenal. I mean, you remember, you know, a year ago when he, you know, he kind of did these, uh, you know, the the uh, front flip power, you know, power bomb or pile driver. Um, you know, he's done these front flip maneuvers off of the ring apron. Goldust has really uh, shown his best work at the end of his career. But I really do hope before it's all said and done that they uh, that they have a Goldust versus Stardust match. Yeah, they they better. I mean, this is the match we wanted last year at, at WrestleMania that didn't happen. They got a run. That's fine. They turned Cody. Um, and it was just the brotherhood back then with, with Goldust and Cody Rhodes kind of coming out of the groomed uh, groomed for success, the groomed mustache thing with Cody Rhodes, um, making him stardust, giving him this kind of weird thing. I think it's kind of tapered off enough that they can turn them, um, and hopefully that'll, that'll catch enough heat going toward WrestleMania. I'd love to see the match. Uh, if not, it doesn't happen, but uh, I would think uh, as a brother, if, if me and my brother were wrestlers, I would love to have that match play out at a WrestleMania. Um, so, you know, we'll see. Yeah. And I mean, what better, you know, what better stage to end on than, uh, you know, if it's WrestleMania this year, you know, you think about gold dust first WrestleMania was in, um, was at Anaheim, 
uh, the backlot brawl versus Roddy Roddy Piper, and then it, it, they came back and they finished the match in the ring. Um, so you got to think, what a way to what a way to end your career than if it's if it's at WrestleMania and it's also in California um, could be a uh, could be a pretty uh, pretty neat thing for him. Speaking of WrestleMania, Ryan, it was announced this week uh, that that uh, WrestleMania 32. It's amazing that, you know, we're not even at Royal Rumble this year and they're already starting prep for WrestleMania next year, which, you know, has been kind of the norm. Uh, But WrestleMania 32 will be held April 3rd, 2016 at AT AT&T Stadium in Arlington, Texas, uh, home of the Dallas Cowboys, uh, Jerry World, as everybody refers to it as. Um, You know, it's been heavily rumored for a long, long time, so no real surprise here that uh, they just confirm it. You got to think though, Ryan, with this, because that stadium has held, um, has held over a hundred thousand people for sporting events. And that's without, um, without a pretty much a full floor full of people. Now you lose, of course, one end of the, uh, of the, sh- the arena seating because of uh, the, the staging, but you got to think that, that the WWE uh, because they once held the indoor attendance record at, with WrestleMania three of over ninety three thousand, you got to think that they are aiming for that goal for WrestleMania thirty two. And I, I think whether or not we see the Undertaker at this year's WrestleMania, I don't know. But I think that uh, being the Undertaker is from Texas, you know, you, you, you likely see a retirement match and or a Hall of Fame induction for him there. I really do think, and I, I've said it before that next year at WrestleMania, you get a Stone Cold Steve Austin match. I don't care. You know, he's 50 years old. He just turned 50. I don't care what anybody says. But, you know, the, you know he, he's kept in, in good shape. And, you know, he, he said that if the he's, – he's publicly said that if the situation was right, that he, that he would put the boots on one more time. You have to think that WrestleMania 32 in Texas um, – would would be the right environment for his last match, and if they are aiming for that uh, for that goal of of you know a hundred and they have to be close to one hundred and ten thousand people, you got to think they would have to put moments like this, uh, moments like that in, in that WrestleMania to break that record. Oh, they've got to be aiming for something like that, James. You're absolutely right. Um, intriguing call on. The Stone Cold Steve Austin match, I think that'll be the year that we see The Undertaker uh, into the WWE Hall of Fame. Um, So, Jim, you're right, dude. Fantastic uh, card we should be looking at for uh, for WrestleMania 32. Obviously, long, long ways away, so we have no clue who we're going to be talking about carrying the strap into you know, a, a WrestleMania over a year away. Tons can change in the WWE between now and then, but uh, should be a fantastic card. And on that note, um, I did see today, uh, again, kind of on the dirt sheets, that the, the city of Philadelphia, still very interested in hosting a WrestleMania, has not been able to place a bid for 31 or 32 uh, with with other arrangements with their stadiums that they have right now. But, um, you know, I think the New York one last year, no, I'm sorry, two years ago, 
um, kind of prove that it could be held in a cooler weather environment and it still be very successful. And of course, we're talking about was a 29 uh, in the New York, New Jersey market. So Philadelphia still in the running for it. And if, if you don't know, they they bid on these just like uh, like NFL stadiums bid on on Super Bowls, like cities bid on the Olympics. Um, you know, to to, to land these uh, because it's tons of money into the local um, economy when, when the WWE WrestleMania rolls into town. Yeah, that, that'd be awesome. You know, I, I'd, I'd hope that, uh, you know, someday there's a WrestleMania in Philly because I'd like to, like to, uh, obviously try and get to that. Um, you know, I'd probably remortgage the house, uh, to, to, to get tickets and, and to all the, um, fan access and things like that uh, around yeah any any way possible yeah yeah that 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 would definitely be so i'd sell a kidney or something for that so uh you know stay on the line old for that one and ryan the last bit of uh news i had today and i recorded uh i recorded smackdown but um apparently uh the Dolph ziggler fired a shot towards cm punk on, on a on a promo tonight um, talking about his um, uh, talking about his punishment, you know, from the authority, whatever. Uh, he says, "quote I'd rather sit here in this ring and face any punishment they give me every day for the rest of my life than sit at home on some couch complaining on a podcast." Uh, so Ziggler, you know, I, I like Ziggler. Yeah, you know, I, I like Dolph Ziggler. I've always liked Dolph Ziggler, but. Um, you know, and I think it's funny that uh, you know all of these CM Punk fans were were um, you know after the Colt, Colt Cabana podcast were like, you know, oh it was so great CM Punk finally stuck it to the WWE and WWE never really reacted to it until this moment and now I'm seeing you know that those same people going oh well it'd be really, you know I don't see why people can't just get over it and and why they have to take shots like this and it's like you know they have the right to fire back and and. We're talking about the boys in the back and the respect they have for the business. Some people maybe felt insulted, and uh, so he took his chance. I, I think it's great. Um, it adds intrigue. I thought it was really cool. But but uh, that's all the stuff mm-hmm. I have, Ryan. Is there any odds and ends bits that you have to uh, to wrap up here? Wow, that is uh, wow. That is some ballsy ballsy call. Um, excuse me for uh, for Dolph being able to do that. Uh, obviously, being a fan favorite, and, and CM Punk just being CM Punk, and and, and being uh, you know, divides you know uh, wrestling fans pretty much through and through. Uh, did pick up on uh, some stuff that Heath Slater uh, should be scheduled to return to the WWE rings uh, as early as this weekend's live events. Um, he was given some uh, time off um, to deal with uh, a, a legal issue. Um, that uh, I think stemmed from an after party back in 07, um, you know, assault charges uh, from a WrestleMania after party uh, that he has now been cleared of. So expect to see Heath Slater back in uh, live events. Uh, I don't think this puts him into the uh, to the the Royal Rumble, especially if it was a legal thing. Um, it's kind of still as his punishment. I don't see. Uh, Zig, or I'm sorry, Slater, sneaking into the Royal Rumble. Uh, the WWE website has a pretty big uh, storyline interview with Seth Rollins. Um, obviously, everything's in character. Um, 
and Rollins commenting on how he wants to be a top guy. Uh, one of the things that definitely stuck out to me is how he wants to be a top guy. Um, he wants to be the guy kind of with the target on his back, the hunted uh, uh, top guy, um, and that how it's only going to push him and make him better than he already is, and how honestly that is a scary thing to think about. And Jim, I know you're pretty big on Rollins. Um, just just the, the, the mindset of Rollins saying that, look, I want to be the top guy. I want to be the guy, you know, with, with the target on my back. Does that, does that make him, in your opinion, a stronger heel character? Um, I, I mean, I would think so. Uh, to, you know, to go out there and, and, and say something like that. And, and yeah, I mean, I, I love, I love Seth Rollins, you know, he's, he's quickly, uh, near, near the top of my list and my favorite guys in the WWE right now. So, um, you know, I got to think that, you know, that, that, that makes him stronger. Um, all of this, you know, awesome. a, a, anytime he gets, anytime he gets out in front of a camera, whether it's uh, on the network, on the uh, website, or, or obviously in a live promo setting, uh, the guy's pure gold. And, um, yeah, sky's the limit for this guy. Cool. Just two more quick things here. Um, the WWE and the USA Network uh, dropped casting calls for the return of WWE Tough Enough that will be airing on the USA Network. Um, the, uh, the press release reads, WWE and USA Networks are now seeking applicants for the sixth season of Tough Enough, the reality competition show that has launched the careers of several current WWE uh, current members on the WWE roster. Do you possess charisma, personality, strength, and athleticism? Do you think you have what it takes to be WWE's next big thing? Do you watch WWE and think, that should be me? If so, this is your chance to prove it. Um, it's going to be an email application. Uh, they want your name, some photos, things like that. Um, at the bottom, it does say pro wrestling experience is not a requirement. Um, so, Jim, we were just discussing this earlier with Tough Enough on the uh, WWE Network Season 1. Um, so it's just, just kind of cool to hear that they're bringing it back. Uh, I'm excited for it. Jim, I know you're excited for it. Um, you know, I don't know how many major superstars were ever launched from Tough Enough, but, uh, you know, Maven obviously had a small run. Chris Nowinski came up through, uh, through Tough Enough. Uh, Josh Matthews um, and, and Midia all from the first season of Tough Enough. So a handful of people came up successfully through the program. Um, excited to see what that's going to be about. And uh, just one final thing here, and it's out of the state of Pennsylvania. Um, former WWE talents Vito LaGrasso, uh, Big Vito, and uh, Evan Singleton, he wrestled as Adam Mercer in WWE Developmental, have filed class action concussion lawsuits um, against the WWE in Pennsylvania. The lawsuits are seeking an unspecified economic damages and further medical monitoring. They are being represented by the same lawyer um, that had uh, also uh, was hired from uh, former WWE star Billy Jack Haynes. Um, WWE has come out with an issue, uh, uh, issued a statement from their lawyer saying the lawsuit is virtually identical to one that was filed by the same lawyer in Oregon. I believe that's for Billy Jack Haynes, um, and neither of which have any merit. The WWE has never concealed any medical information related to concussions or otherwise from our talent. WWE was well ahead of sport organizations in implementing concussion management procedures and policies 
as a precautionary measure as the science and research uh, on the issue has emerged. We will vigorously contest this lawsuit. Um, so kind of what, what the NFL is going through right now, Big Jim. I hate to be this way, but you know, unless the WWE is found to be grossly negligent in hiding the fact that these guys have concussions and the damage that it could do, as a professional wrestler, I think there is an inherent danger that you need to understand. And I think the WWE and other wrestling has, has, has made great changes. I mean, taking away chair headshots, things like that. Um, you saw Daniel Bryan's reaction, and then it's, it quickly they pulled him you know, from the program when, when he was dealing with concussions. I mean, it's hard to know because I wasn't part of this, but news nonetheless, um, do you think this one's just going to get tossed out like the other one, James? I, mean, I, I think in the long run it will. And, and I don't know, Ryan, if you know this information, but uh, from, from things I was seeing online is, is at least one of these guys is still wrestling, wrestling on the independence. Um, so if, if concussions are such an issue and, and it's, you know, it's, it's affecting you, you know, physically and, and from a money standpoint, why the hell are you still wrestling if it's that big of a deal? I mean, you would think that, um, you know, if you're, if you're trying to, you know, if you're trying to sue McDonald's uh, for for damage it's done to your body, um, but you were still eating McDonald's, that would be an even more surefire way of getting the lawsuit thrown out. So, uh, you know, if if one or any of these or all of these guys are still performing on the indies, you would have to think that that would be a, a stronger case to get the whole thing uh, thrown out uh, in court. But um, sure. you know, it, it it you know it is unfortunate. You know, I think. Um, much like the NFL, you go back to, you know, years ago, guys got into the business and they didn't know the, the effects. But, you know, I think by this point, even, um, you know, even 10 years ago or so, I think that you had a, at least a general understanding that uh, the business was dangerous and you, and you were taking a lot of risks and you'd seen guys get, get paralyzed or guys, uh, you know, had their careers ended in one move. So I think, again, yeah, you, you, should the WWE, uh, I mean, the WWE does a lot for its former wrestlers. I mean, you, you look at all they've done for Kurt Angle and Scott Hall and uh, even Jeff Hardy, even though they were, you know, a couple of these guys are working for competitors. Um, you know, they, they anytime a former wrestler needs help from a, uh, you know, a drug or alcohol um, rehab standpoint, the WWE puts the bill. And, and, you know, so they do care about their former wrestlers and, and you know, maybe if there are guys that are having legit problems and can't pay their medical bills, maybe the WWE will come to some sort of a settlement if there's more guys coming forward and do something like that. Like, look, if you work for us and, you know, you're really having trouble with, you know, these, um, you know, these post-concussion things and, and stuff like that, and, and you need to, uh, you know, you need, you need help with your medical bills, they can help them pay that. But I don't see these guys winning the lawsuit. No, and I hope you're right. I think the WWE would step up if needed, um, you know, to do something like that. But lawsuit-wise, I don't, I don't know what they're seeking financially. But you know, if, if it is something that they're suffering from, I hope the WWE would step up with the, with the continued monitoring and things like that, um, and, and 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 grow from where they were. And then, Jim, then that's all I got for you tonight, brother. All right, very good, man. We're right up on the right up on the bottom of the hour here, so uh, we'll let you. Uh, remind everybody where they can find you on Twitter, and then we're going to close it up. 
Absolutely, you can find myself personally at R-Y-N Eagle, that is at R-Y-N-E-A-G-L-E. Uh, on the Twitter, you can also find the show at 3CountThursday, at no, the number 3CountThursday. Also reach out to us on Facebook, facebook.com slash 3CountThursday. Jim, full show, like I said, always a pleasure. Knew we had a lot to talk about. Jim, you have a good night, brother. All right, Ryan, uh, we'll talk to you later, and we'll hopefully see you on Sunday. Woo! Hi, right, buddy, have a good night. So, again, a Royal Rumble this Sunday. Hopefully you all enjoy it. Again, we are Three Count Thursday here on NGSCSports.com Channel 2 each and every Thursday night for two hours, 9.30 to 11.30 p.m. Check out all the shows on NGSCSports.com uh, Channels 1 and 2 and check out all the other content that we have. You can also subscribe on Spreaker and iHeartRadio by searching NGSC. You can follow our show, and please do, at Three Count Thursday facebook.com slash three count thursday on instagram at three count thursday again that's always the number three count thursday i am jim Neese. you can follow me on twitter at big jim sports facebook.com slash big jim sports and also on instagram at big jim sports guys have a great week enjoy the royal rumble uh and all of that and we thank you uh for tuning in and listening to us and we'll talk to you all next week Tax day is coming. Oh, no. But if you sign up for Robinhood Gold's IRA with a 3% match, you can get up to $195 for the 2023 tax year. Oh, yeah. Sign up at Robinhood.com slash boost by tax day to get the biggest contribution match on the market. Subscription fees apply. You know you Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC.